Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Hi, everybody. It's April 20th, 2017, and it's 6 o'clock in California. <laughs> 9 o'clock on the East Coast. And it's time for my private audio call. Tonight, we don't have another guest speaker. We're just going to have open forum. And um, before the call got started here, I was talking with Donaldson. He wants to talk about the birth certificate. So do you want to continue on, Donaldson, with what you were saying? Yeah, I was basically talking about strategy and how to get just consideration. Basically, how to be left alone. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're going to have to get out of the wind. Okay, let me stop riding my bike. I was just riding my bicycle, sorry. (laughs) There, that's better, right? Yeah, well, there it is again. All right, well, listen, let me just start talking then, because the whole thing is just consideration. Get the the, the windy sound to stop first. Okay, how's that? That was a bad crunching. All right. Um, So basically, the, the whole thing is just consideration. Everyone knows that's a constitutional fixture, meaning it's covered in, the topic is covered in, in the Constitution for the United States, which is basically a charter. You know what? If we're hearing what, lots of wind. All right. Let me let me, say, let me find a different pair of headphones real quick. I got some other headphones here. I'll be right back. All right. Anyway, he started talking about the birth certificate at the beginning uh, when I first opened up, the, well, before the call started, and uh, <clears throat> my comment was, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, only you can determine your status. No one else can. I don't care if there's birth certificates, driver's licenses. You can get rid of all that stuff if you want to, just by tearing it up and sending it back to them. And then if they say you're not off the books, well, that's their problem because you did it yourself. Only you can determine your status. Only you can determine your status. Only you can determine your status. Only you and determine your status. Not the IRS, not the government, not the Attorney General. Only you can determine your status. Okay, go ahead. Are you ready? Donaldson, are you there? Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready now. Okay. (laughs) I made it. I can't believe it. Donaldson, another amazing feat of moving acrobatics uh, to hustle. On the phone. So here it is. Uh, basically, thanks, Angela, for opening my mic um, up. And let me just share it with you guys. The strategy is this. We don't need to take the government's benefit of the birth certificate because that's exactly what it is. If you really think about the common law in America in the past, from what I have read and also from what I have heard from people, is that it, it was a church-related issue and that people would keep track of the names in the, the, the Bibles. The, the, of the churches. So, and what happened is that at some point, the government, I believe it was in the 1930s, the government began 
keeping track of the names of people instead of allowing the churches to do it. I think this might have something to do with the 50C3 church corporation kind of entity. You but, get that? That's so complicated what you're saying. It's just well, so complex. I'm, I'm getting know, around. No, these, these are, these are details. Awesome. Well, these are details, right? But, I mean, the, if you want me to give you the short and sweet, then I'm not going to be able to explain it to its fullness, you know, to where you'll be going, aha. It, short and sweet, it sounds too peculiar to grasp. That's why I'm giving you these other details so that you can kind of get the full picture if you know what I'm saying. Is that okay? I'm sorry. I didn't hear a word you said. Can you hear me? Yeah. but um, Okay. What I said was... You know, we're not going to go any further with this topic, if you don't mind. Um, you need to send the birth Paul, certificate Paul back and say, no, thank you. And then go trademark your name is what I'm saying. And I'm planning. No, actually it does. It It stops the state. Yes, yes, it does. It stops the state from being able to um, govern over your estate, your legal estate. Have you done it? That's what it does. You sent your birth certificate back and explained Actually, to be honest with you, I just got my ID back, Angela. You know that. I've been out of the system for so long. I have to get my ID before I can even get the BC again. You know what I'm saying? Because I have to show ID at the notary and all that stuff. So this has been kind of like an achievement of mine that I've been working towards. And okay, I'm just well, sharing with yeah. yeah, I'm just I sharing with you guys. John Hansen is going to be our guest speaker for tonight. So if you want to, you can come back on later. But uh, let's see what he's got to say, okay? Okay, Donaldson? Okay, uh, let's see here. Paul, oh my goodness. Hello, how are you? Hello, hello. Put my nice head to see on. you again. Yeah, yeah, I don't see you, but nice to hear you again. Well, <laughs> you can picture me in your mind's eye. You can see my name at the top of the thing if you've got the the uh, chat room open. Sure, uh, who was the uh, intended guest speaker? We didn't have a guest speaker for tonight. Donaldson came on to add his two cents about the birth certificate. But uh, I don't really want to get into the birth certificate because I've done all that and it doesn't work. But anyway. No, I don't advocate anything to do with that. Um, I haven't found any value associated with the birth certificate in any way. Um, Me neither. You know, and I've been doing it since... 1999, I've been dealing with this stuff, and it, uh, you know, in 19, what was it, 2007, we all sent our birth certificates, you know, with the the proper verbiage on there, you know, Winston Shrouds method, and we did it, and nothing happened. Didn't work. No, it, didn't do it. The birth, the birth certificate is pretty handy if you're going in to get state benefits. Other than that, right. <laughs> Which, if you're if you're paid into the system, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to volunteer into it, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, if you're paid in for a lot of years, uh, we're working on a system to actually go in and um, uh, try Richard McDonald from California kind of got me onto it years ago, and I just never have done it, going in and uh, notifying the United States to uh, it, it basically a lack of, lack of full disclosure and, almost the type of fraud and you 
you're asking for all the money you've ever given me, federal government tax plus 20%. So uh, I actually got a few clients of mine working on that and uh, can't say if we're going to be successful or not. And uh, Richard McDonald, uh, I specifically asked him to give me some information on it. He didn't give me any information. So that kind of tells me that he doesn't have much. Uh, yeah. but, uh, he passed away a, few, a while of, back, didn't he? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. A long time ago, I thought. Okay. But anyway. Yeah. I'm going to turn my Internet off here. Uh, okay. So, but I'm going to stay on the phone, okay? Sure. Any specific questions out there? Um. Let's see here. Oh, Dr. No has his hand up. Let's see what... Uh, go ahead, Dr. No. You've been unmuted. Well, I put my hand up before he came on, but uh, I do have a question for anyone out there. It's probably off topic. Um, I oh. can you find out who's filed a 1040A on your social number? Isn't that what it comes down to? I mean, that's a, definitely an angle in my mind. Um, your abandonment, every loan, everything that you've borrowed, supposedly borrowed, you know what I'm saying, against, with a, with a bank, with a whatever, title company, blah, blah, blah. Can you, can, can I find out, is, is that on an IMF? I don't know. That's my question. Bye. I, I have no idea. I don't have any understanding of the of the of that form at all. Yeah, are you talking about a 1099A? Uh, yeah, an abandonment. When they, you know, supposedly you when you when you sign a promissory note, which is technically usually a security if it's over nine months, and you know if you haven't, you know, anyway. Yeah. It might be, a, I thought it was a 1040, 1099A. You're correct. Yeah, if you're talking about abandonment, that's the form you would file. Yeah, but I mean, uh, funds because you, because you, the man, the woman, the man, the flesh and blood created the money when they signed the note, correct? I mean, you know, you know, understand? And then there's the two sides of the bookkeeping. That's where I'm, like I said, it's off topic and. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense what you're saying. I'm so sorry. I know when you make, when you get a loan, your signature is what commands the funds. Correct. From the Fed window. Yeah. yeah now, so in you, the last you... couple of weeks, excuse me, I, I mean to talk over you. Um, okay. You, uh, you want to, you want to, well, <clears throat> Ask for the receipt when you when you make a signature. Ask for the receipt or endorse the back side. Who is who? Who's this? Who's this promissory note going to be paid to? You've well, had a couple guys. Well, Gene Keating was was one of them, and it's been like two months maybe. But anyway, you understand what I'm saying? We create the funds when you go in and get that that loan 
Right, but what are you trying to get refunded on a 1099A? Sorry, I don't understand. No, I want to know what what I haven't been refunded. Why can't I search what every time what I sign my debit card, every time I do a credit card, any time I sign my name, how many of those have been filed to get to get cash back from the Secretary of Treasury or the, I don't you know, know anybody yeah. that's done that. I don't know anybody that I, can no, do that. I, I don't and I don't know either. I'm asking <laughs> a, I'm asking the question. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's possible. I mean I don't know well, I, I can I can respond to a little bit. Um, okay. It's, it's, I wouldn't even focus on that at all. If anybody um, is coming, you're not going to be able to go in and get get that money that was supposedly created with your signature. It, it doesn't create money. It, it, you're you're cooperating in a assumed contract of extended electronic credits in a system, which, by the way, is is uh, not allowed by Congress, and you can cancel pretty much every Federal Reserve loan uh, based on that knowledge. But as far as uh, if anybody ever comes after you, you find out this the uh, singular individual man that is claiming that you owe Federal Reserve notes back to them, then you just notice notice him by a notary presentment to produce evidence in an administrative process that he had congressional congressional permission to extend Federal Reserve notes in that fashion which they don't, because Federal Reserve notes are strictly a military script. It's only supposed to be used for military emergencies. It was never supposed to be introduced into American society. And uh, it's, it's no different than the script that they used in the Civil War. The North and the South both had scripts. And it's basically an emergency measure to absolutely win the war if, if need be. You, you just... You, you, you know, you just you don't follow the law when you're in war, and that's what that Federal Reserve note does. But it's not supposed to be, and it's it's not allowed to be utilized by the the American sector or by the government during a non-war uh, necessity emergency. Does that answer the question a little bit? Well, you covered uh, all four plates on, in a baseball field, and. Uh, what is it, 64 squares on a chessboard? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it, well, some of what you said is backed up by Rod Class because he had, you know, he's done research. His researchers have gone in, and Federal Reserve notes are only supposed to be used interbankingly or in a time of emergency, basically uh, what you said. I agree, but you got to learn how to operate without being in that system, and you covered it all. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Any other hands up out there? Not at the moment. Do we have a regular, uh, unusually light crowd tonight? Um, I haven't checked the numbers. I think it's the usual. I don't know. Let me look. Hold on. At the moment, we have, yeah, we have 48 people. Okay. 
Oh, so yeah, it's talk, like about tonight. Let me talk a little bit about uh, one of my cases I'm going. Um, several years ago, I had a... I, I've been driving for over 10 years with no license. But anyway, several years ago, I, I pushed them on uh, no license, no registration insurance. They wrote me a ticket. I... Um, I wrote on the ticket, uh, no contract, signed my name, failed, failed to appear at uh, the first attempted arraignment. They put a warrant out for me, arrested me, let me go. I did that three more times, so I was arrested four times. And the fourth time I was in front of the judge, the judge says, Mr. Hansen, we can't let you go again. You haven't, you haven't appeared four times for, for the arraignment that you've been called into. I gave him a judicial notice for the Fourth Amendment, no verified complaint in the record, no oath or affirmation in support of the warrants. And the judge tried to talk over me, and I asked him again. He tried talking over me. I asked him again. He tried talking over me. And the fourth time, third or fourth time, I I, uh, I said I wanted him to take judicial notice of the Fourth Amendment of the United States Constitution now. And he put his hands on the bench, put his head down like a little kid taking medicine that he didn't want to take, and he said, okay, Mr. Hansen, I'll do that. And they took me away in handcuffs. About 10 minutes later, the sheriff walked up to me and said, we don't know what happened in there, Hansen, but you're out of here. I didn't even ask for the case, uh, to, be, <laughs> I didn't even ask for the case to be dismissed. So anytime, anytime you're arrested and you don't present a driver's license especially, they have to follow the Bill of Rights. Now, if you present a driver's license, you gave them evidence of administrative ability, which means the Bill of Rights doesn't apply. So they look to the administrative process associated with that license. But every license in the the United States could be argued has never been signed because there's not full disclosure on it. Um, Almost any jury would would probably (coughs) understand that... uh, uh, they were never notified that it was only for commercial use for profit. So uh, so anyway, based on the uh, fact that the Bill of Rights is not afforded to the U.S. citizen, but is required upon uh, an American under American common law, that's the reason why they had to dismiss that case. And that's the easiest case I've ever had <laughs> dismissed, and I've been in court hundreds of times, but uh, now now when they, they, recently they pulled me over and did the same thing, and no license, no registration, no insurance, at this time they required a bond. Of course, I didn't want to lose my bond, so I appeared, and then uh, I just destroyed them in court, and they still found me guilty, so I'm working on the, uh, the appeal now, and they're uh, trying to force me to pay for the appeal a record, which is ridiculously high. The last one I had on a traffic ticket was $5,000 for the appeal record. Oh. And what I do is I put in a document that, that uh, I've been putting together for years, and it's uh, called the Money Argument Challenge. And I give them uh, the congressional law on how gold was uh, removed from circulation and silver was removed by Nixon in circulation, and and I notified them that it's a violation of law 
for me to pay in the Federal Reserve notes because it was never intended for an American individual to use Federal Reserve notes. It's against the law. So what I do is I give them judicial notice on that brief, which I do sell with my uh, my website, and every person that's used has never had to pay in court. But anyway, um, this time I'm, I put the brief in, and the judge denied it, trying to get me to pay. So I, I rescheduled another hearing to give her notice and opportunity to tell me exactly what I'm required to pay. And they usually say that you can pay in gold and silver. And the what you do is you say, is that going to be at parity? What that means is, is that going to be equal to a Federal Reserve note? And the judge will not want to go there because it's absolutely not at parity. Because if you pay in silver or gold dollar, which is a measure of weight, you're about 20 times higher than the person that elected to pay with a Federal Reserve note. So that's unequal protection under the law. The United States is not allowed to do that. And therefore, you'll have to, I believe they'll have to consent to giving the uh, waiver of all. Okay, so uh, what you mean by that is like if you gave them a silver dollar, it's really worth 20 bucks, not a dollar, right? Exactly, but they will only exactly. give you the value of one dollar. Yeah, so on their ledger, let's say they put 10 on their ledger, they would expect you to come in and give, give them a check for $10 or give them 10 Federal Reserve $1 notes. So my challenge to the court is that they cannot make me commit a crime. And I show on their law how my handling of the Federal Reserve note is a crime and also that the federal, the no state government is allowed to demand anything but gold or silver, gold or silver payment. And then I give them notice. I just simply ask the judge, well, what do you want me to pay with? I, I need instruction on what to pay with because I went down there and tried to pay it, and they want Federal Reserve notes, which is a violation of law for me to pay. Or now, now you're telling me I, I can pay it in gold and silver. But that's not parity under the law. It's unequal protection. I'd have to pay 20 times more than the person that elected to break the law. So it puts the judge in a very peculiar position because I can bring that judge in front of a jury and say, um, did you have authority to require me to pay the Federal Reserve notes in, to the extent to save me from paying 20 times more than the next person in the line. That's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, but you know, in. the juries are so stupid nowadays. They wouldn't understand what you're talking about. The judge would say, oh, something silly, and they, the jury would listen to whatever the judge says. I mean, you have, so, to, be a, you have to be pretty articulate to, let, to, to, to inform a jury about money and Federal Reserve notes and like that, right? Well, I would do that. I would do that pre-trial with an administrative process. You would serve documents on the judge, the administrator in this case, and ask them specifically what she relies upon to uh, require that I I pay in silver or gold or in Federal Reserve notes. They they don't have no place to go. They 
every administrator of the United States can only do that which written law allows. Allows. They can't do anything else. They have no authority to do anything else. They have no no discretion to do anything else. They only have authority to do that which the written law instructs them to do. And I have a clear, clear uh, United States written law that just lays out point for point that Federal Reserve notes are, are only for military use in emergency time and also uh, that the government can only demand gold and silver for payment. But they don't, they don't want to get away from the Federal Reserve system because it's a socialist system where, it's, where they can uh, go for uh, everybody's uh, labor almost any time they want. So, uh, any questions? And they're going towards a cashless society now. They want to eliminate all of it. So, it'll be yeah, really and, easy uh, to control the people. Yeah. Federal Reserve, Federal Reserve really is a cashless society already. It's um, the Federal Reserve note used to be subsidiary backed, but absolutely not nowadays. So there is no there's no substance backing it except. Okay, but cashless, but 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 still, if you have cash, you are able to purchase things without anybody else knowing what you're buying. There's no tracking of it. Right. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. So, there's there's no way they're going to be able to uh, unless there's a complete collapse of of the uh, independent side of the American people. There's no way they're going to be allowed to go to a cashless society. But they they they're, they're almost there. they're, <laughs> they're almost there. I mean they're they're yeah. they're 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 way more than they should be already with the Federal Reserve okay. note. That's true. Yep. Oh, we've boosted 10 more people actually have come on the call. Donaldson has this hand up. Do you want to take a question oh, yeah. from Donaldson? Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I'm here for. Go ahead, Donaldson. You've been unmuted. Hey. Thanks a lot. So is that, is that who's that, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Paul Andrew Mitchell? It is no. such a pleasure to... No. 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 Who's this? Who is Paul it? John who is Hansen. it? Oh, oh, God. Oh. I was going to just say it's a pleasure to talk to you. So Paul, so Paul Hansen, I've never heard of you. I'm sorry. I apologize. Been on before. If I sound, have heard, yeah, like I think I've heard him on the call, but I think you've talked. To I've him never before. seen any of his work, basically his writings or any of that stuff. I, I guess I want to ask you, uh, Paul um, Andrews. No, Paul. What is it? Paul again? John <laughs> Hansen. John Hansen. Okay, John Hansen. Let, let me let me uh, Paul my website. John Hansen. Angela can type my website. Paul, I just 420, by the way. So. Okay, go ahead, Paul. What is uh, it? A- a- Angela, you can type in two websites, Paul okay. J.J. Hansen with an E-N, Paul J.J. Hansen, E-N, um, uh, dot com, yeah. and then and then freeinhabitant.info. Wait, Paul Sounds cool. J.J. Hansen, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, yep. PaulJJHanson.com. That's easy enough. And FreeInhabitant.info. I really love that FreeInhabitant.info. FreeInhabitant idea. When I give my birth certificate back, when I give my birth certificate back and say no thanks to the benefit, then trademark my name or copyright my name or basically just lay claim to it in a commercial way, 
uh, where, where I have federal protection, basically, under the trademark laws or something like that, you know, that becomes a commercial um, coverage claim on my end. Um, would you agree with that analysis? And then I have another question to follow that up with. Yeah, it is if you're going to use it in strictly in a business mode because Calvin Klein has his name copyrighted. But um, if anybody's going to use Calvin Klein's name to send him a utility bill, uh, there's no way Calvin Klein is going to prevail in court that you can't you can't sue me for that utility bill because my name is copyrighted. If you have your name copyrighted, you still got to convince the jury that that your uh, of your of your issue, and you're not going to be able to do it. Right, but the whole thing is to be the administrator over your own legal affairs, and so that's that's what I'm concerned about. Is is a lot of times state wants to presume jurisdiction over legal affairs in the states, so this action I believe would affect the conduct of the state in a in a way so adverse to what they, uh, you know, uh, are doing right now, which is basically running over people, right? That they there's would only, have to pay attention. They would have to pay only attention. One, there's only one way the state gets administrative authority, and that's by contract. There's no other way. Oh, it, it oh actually, a, there is one other way. There, I disagree. I just, just, to, just to beg to differ, uh, because um, when you're in, say you're uh, like, you don't understand law, and uh, you never made a claim of citizenship, but they presume that you are your parents' citizenship because that's what they normally do. And just, be, and just because you well, haven't... That, that's, see, that's only that's good not contract, your, though. That's only Is good until you're 18 years old. When, you're, when you turn 18, your, your parent guardianship status is completely gone under U.S. written law. You are, you are no longer associated with any citizenship that was... Uh, created by your your parents' relationship with the United States, you have to go before the United States magistrate and be sworn in to become a U.S. citizen. There's no other way to do it, or you've got to enter into your own individual contracts with the United States. There's only there's only one way to interact with the United States is that is, and that's by contract. That was a great answer because you confirmed exactly what I said, but you said it in your own way, and I'm saying that by by creating a trademark over your name, you're contracting with the federal government to, to, the, to then protect the intellectual property. Um, so there was some, so can I move on to my second question about something other than, sure, sure. you did give a, by the way, Angela, the guy, Mr. Hansen, John Hansen actually did a great job answering the question. So yeah. but I, I wouldn't congratulations. Even, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't spend any time on trademarking. I, I've never found anybody who has any value on it at all. In any way at all. All it did is got them off point, clouded the uh, the real issue at hand in the courtroom where you're at, you've got limited time to get to the point, and it, hurt, it hurts you way more than it helps you. I've never seen it help anybody in any way at okay. all. Okay. Well, here's how I'm thinking it's going to help me. Okay, I'll tell you what I'm getting out of it, then you can give me your opinion if you don't mind. Because since we're still on the topic, what it is is that I feel like if you don't move after you say no thank you to the benefit like hey look this birth certificate is for your purposes in other words i have an agenda you guys it's not just in other words it's i'm going to charge just compensation for every use of my intellectual property that the, hey francisco how are you hey, so over the basically the intellectual property i cannot just allow them to use it 
at, you know, say they want to run my name in their database or whatever, or keep it there. I said, no, thank you. No, you can't do that. You have your governmental objective. You need to pay me. But if I try to do that as one of the people, it doesn't work. And you actually go to jail for stuff like that. The idea is when you say no thanks to the, to the birth certificate, you immediately have to trademark your name so that you are protected under federal law and that you have basically said you are going to be responsible for the administration of the affairs of the of the everything going on with the legal name but so so if you don't you stand to be found incompetent in court and then basically probably held in contempt at some point. Well, well, let me, can I get your answer, opinion? Let me answer a point there. Your birth certificate has no value once you turn 18 years old, other than identifying yourself if you want to contract with the United States again. That document's for, for uh, a minor to be associated with the United States through their parents' relationship, which is probably fraudulent. But uh, the document has no value. Once you turn 18 years old, it has no value. cannot identify you for benefits as a minor. You're not a minor anymore. Any, anything, any relationship with the United States after you turn 18 must be your own personal contract. And the birth certificate might be used to identify a, a, a name associated, but it has no other value than that. But anybody, let's move to a new one because we've been talking about this in 20 years and I've never seen any value come from it at all. Yeah. Yeah, you, the only time you're going to need it is like if you want to get a passport. I've never had anybody ever ask to see my birth certificate in my entire life. Right. That I can recall. So right. anyway, uh, let's see. It doesn't, doesn't hurt you one bit to use it. Uh, just remember contract, contract, contract. Don't enter into any contract that you don't want to enter into. Okay, go to the next question. Well, Charles wants to know, he goes, Angela, what is Paul Hansen's area of specialty? Predominantly constitutional limitation. Um, the, uh, and, I, and I've touched on that. Any, every relationship with the United States has to be by consent. The, uh, the Declaration of Independence clearly says that nobody in America can be governed except by consent. Consent uh, can actually waive your protection of the Bill of Rights. If you consent to a contract, specific contracts, you become administratable and you waive your Bill of Rights protections. Um, But anyway, uh, I focus on showing people the distinctions between contracts and contact with the United States. You have no relationship with the United States if there's no contract or no contact. If you walk on their land, that's a form of contract by contact, so they get jurisdiction that way. But I was in Florida, and uh, I was the first person to win a case down there in 10 years in the Federal District of Florida, Northern District, and uh, I, I, I focused on that. Where's the contract? Where's the evidence that I'm a U.S. citizen? They, they didn't know what to do when I... They asked me in the U.S. in the witness chair if I was a U.S. citizen, and I said I have no evidence in my possession I've ever elected to be a U.S. citizen. And the prosecutor's jaw just hit the floor. She didn't know what to do, and uh, we ended up winning that case. First people, first uh, my co-defendant and I, who was Ken Hoven, 
who has been what, downloaded. What was the case about, if you don't mind uh, asking? They're trying to steal. I was a trustee of a uh, church ministry, and the IRS was trying to get $10 million from the ministry. Oh, uh, wow. The individual that started that ministry is Kent Hovind. He's been, oh, yeah. he's been viewed on YouTube over 50 million times, so Kent yeah. Hovind. You Google that Has he been up. released yet or what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's, been, he's been out uh, almost two years. Um, but anyway, um, constitutional limitations, uh, contract, administrative process. The, the beauty of an administrative process is uh, that you can actually get judicata on your issues that they will not allow you to address in court. But you can force them to answer questions in relationship to driver's license, uh, application of the driver's license. Does the driver's license, is it limited to commercial or profit activities? Uh, is, is a specific road within the scope of a specific written law of the state? Uh, you can just mail them. They have a duty. We have case law that they have a duty to answer these questions. And if they don't, they can be sued. So let me so, ask uh, you this. Did they seize Kent Hovind's uh, outfit, his ministry? Yeah, they got a couple million dollars from us, uh, or, or at least property. And they they gave it back to us for like four or 500000 And we're going after the remainder. They. Uh, oh, yeah. Plus interest, I would think. Well, they, they charge you interest, though. So. <laughs> they put me in jail. I was in jail for a year and a half during that trial, and Kent was in jail for 10 years, nine years. And it, uh, the whole thing was uh, bogus. The whole thing. It just was one of the biggest tragedies I've ever witnessed. Yeah, I know. I've read about his uh, case. It's yeah, really amazing. Yeah. I just can't, you know. And I think reason, it's all because he's anti-evolution. Uh, anti, uh, well, he's, he's, uh, he, he exposed the tender underbelly of the government in a lot of ways. And uh, he was gaining a tremendous viewing. Um, you know, he's viewed over 50 million times on, the, on YouTube. And his YouTube presentations, are, some of them are hours long, just tremendous view time. But anyway, he doesn't know law at all. He's a scientist, and uh, he uh, he trusted an attorney who I told him in 2006 that if you hire this, you hire any attorney, you will lose your case because we beat the IRS over 50 times, never once with an attorney. Uh, in, in federal court, if you take on an attorney, your chances of winning are virtually zero. Virtually zero. Your your attorney will sell you out, and the judge will make sure that you. I was able to prevail in federal court because I know what I'm doing. But very few people would be able to do what I did. Um, I'll say. <laughs> so I mean, their conviction rate is 97 percent of people that go to court. And uh, when we were walking out of the courtroom, the the U.S. marshal came over and says, "You know, I've been here nine years. I've never seen anybody." win a case in court ever. <laughs> so wow. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, awesome. if, you go to my, if, if you go to my website, you'll see that I, uh, I touch on, I've never lost a credit card case. Um, you, you name it, I touch on it. 
I charge 35 an hour for most of my stuff. I charge 150 an hour for some things, very few. And um, but anyway, uh, I have lots of the the beauty of uh, my website is it it shows you what I've got available. I don't have to spend hours and hours putting these briefs together. You know, some of these briefs got a hundred hours of research into them, and uh, all I all I do is I you know I sell them to somebody for fifteen or thirty five bucks, and I've never had anyone ever complain about one of my briefs. Not one person. I got I got thousand I got over a thousand clients, and uh, and I uh, I try to separate. My main goal is to separate. Um, to have a website that separates mythology from uh, actually actual things that work in in society and in court, and uh, and we're bringing back the common law court of America. I think uh, I think people are going to be able to to build on that. The U.S. courts are doing everything they can to fight that. I have something on my website for like two dollars and fifty cents, I think, but it's a it's like a hundred page document that we were able to get a hold of that the government put together to shut down common law courts in America. And um, it's, it's quite interesting. <laughs> but uh, they can't do it. They can't do it because the common law courts are the people and they are the superior court in America. So, so if, decide- someone has an, if, if someone has an issue, which website should they go to for what? I mean... The the one is Paul John and it's got foreign judgments with due process. Well, you just you go to you go to both of them and you go to the column and, and look look at your topic. Just click on the topic, and it'll it'll narrow down on your topic. So those of you that for, didn't hear his websites, they are Paul J J Hansen H A N S E N dot com, and the other one is Free Inhabitant. Dot info. Free inhabitant dot info. All right. They're also posted on the website, myprivateaudio.com, and they're also posted here in the chat. So if you get the chan- chat transcript, you can also find it there. Is there another hand up? To find. Uh, well, Donaldson has his hand up again. Do you want to talk That's to Donaldson? Fine. Yeah, he, he did have one more question that he was going to ask. Um, Hey, go ahead, Donaldson. You've been unmuted. Hey, thanks a lot. I wanted to ask you about Quo Warranto because Charles8854 and I were having a discussion in the chat about it, and I said to him that the Constitution applies against actions by government only, not private persons, unless there's a nexus with the state. Then, Then the private person's conduct can become state action. So my question about the how does the quorento we can apply it to like say a police officer right a municipal cop working for the community right the local people he's under a charter go ahead yeah the the police officer is an officer of the United States the city of the city for example I'm in Omaha here I'm trying to get out of the wind here it's, it's my mic but uh, I thought that was Donaldson's wind that was your wind okay go ahead yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, I was in a coffee shop and I didn't want to talk in front of people, so I came outside. But uh, the uh, the city, the state, the county, the United States are all the same entity. When you're in a U.S. court, if they mention any of those, they're talking about the United States, and they will nail you. 
So if, every time you go into a traffic court, they're, they're going to say, or a federal court, they're going to say that it occurred in a specific county. If you go to the U.S. Code, you look up the definition of county, it says a possession or territory of the United States. So if you're in a U.S. court, they use the word county, guess which definition they're going to use, their definition. They just gave the judge notice that occurred in his territorial jurisdiction, and he goes, thank you for not uh, saying anything. Uh, now, no, what, what I do when they bring up the word count, city, county, state, or United States, is I, I notice in pre-trial of, of those terms that they cannot be used unless they're specifically uh, agreeing to the definition of them. But um, if they bring it up, I, I immediately object. Uh, uh, let's see, I, I object based on uh, cultural legal conclusion, and then the then the prosecutor usually gets all puffy and puffy about that, and the judge will say, "I'll take judicial notice that it occurred in the county, that that location is in the county," and then you must ask the judge for findings of facts and conclusions of law of what he relied upon at that location of land is of the county. You don't do those you don't do that in the exact system that I told you. Uh you're you're not gonna have anything to shut the case down in territorial jurisdiction. The city, county, state, United States is all the same thing. It's the United States it's land of the United States, which where their proprietary jurisdiction operates pursuant to Article 1, Section 8, Paragraph 17, their legislative authority operates on that land, which is only about 24% of America. Uh, each each area is different. Uh, but anyway, um, let's see. Uh, I forget the question. Did I answer part of your question? Come back to me. Donald. Yeah, I'm right here. Sorry about that. I was talking about Quororento. I was trying to see if you can apply. How would you apply Quororento? You couldn't, I, unless you were one of the people, right? As a free inhabitant, it's really impossible to sit here and try to use the benefit of the courts to your advantage on using some sort of claim of Quororento or whatever. That's why I'm challenging Charles on his knowledge of Quororento via this question to you. The only time you'd want to use that is if it, if there's evidence that they do have territorial jurisdiction, or or evidence of a of a of a fully disclosed contract that you're operating under, like Title Title 26, the IRS code. That's a contract. Uh, people go, people make movies about this. They go, "Where's the law, Mr. IRS?" Uh, Aaron Russo said, "Where's the law?" Freedom to fascism is movie. There is no law. It's a contract. Um, I wish he would have contacted me before he put that movie out. I would have straightened him out on that. It would have been a much more meaningful movie. But uh, if if uh, if there is a contract, those uh, those emotions you're talking about, can't even pronounce them. I don't use them, but uh, they are valid. But if there is no contract and you did not operate on their land or, or effect in their land, I, I wouldn't use them. I don't think you can use them unless the court, unless you're conceding that the court does have jurisdiction. 
Right, exactly. So, I mean, what you were talking a second ago was about jurisdiction, and I'm talking quo rento, and making a claim is about jurisdiction and being a party to the action. Well, let me. this actually leads into a new question. Can you be one of the people or a subscriber or customer, right? <laughs> and then at the same time, um, make a claim like against one of your one of your own representatives in a state court. See, I don't think you can. I, I think that's the well, issue well, with yes, Florenzo. Yes, yes, you can because if you yeah. enter into a if you enter into a limited contract with anybody, and there's there's evidence of a breach of contract, the United States courts will entertain the breach of contract. And even if it's even if it's their people doing the breach of contract, they'll entertain that. <coughs> so, uh, uh, but I'm course, just saying, how can you? How does a person with no loyalty? I apologize, but a person with no loyalty to the country all of a sudden get to take advantage of our court system, though? See, if if I'm a free inhabitant, then I don't have loyalty to the body politic, and so therefore I shouldn't get the benefit of the court services unless I, of course, pay. So maybe we can maybe talk about the, the court fees or something like that and how why we pay. Is it because we're all free inhabitants, like you're claiming? Well, they, they play because it's, a, it's the administrators, the legislatures, decided to uh, pass a law that you pay so much. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a legislative created contractual relationship to that body politic. So you can be a member of the body politic, uh, which covers a much broader area than just having an individual contract. An individual contract is within the four corners of that piece of paper. And the uh, applicable written laws of the United States associated with that document. But a blanket body politic, uh, quote, uh, United States citizen, um, that covers much, much more. For example, Title Title 26, it's it's not a territorial jurisdiction issue because you can be taxed abroad. If you're if you're in a Title 26 contract with the IRS in the United States, with the United States and the IRS is the debt collector for that contract, they they can find an American-born person and a person that's you know man that's living on American soil. And if he's making money anywhere in the world, they can uh, enforce it as money subject to that contract. So that has very little to do with proprietary territorial jurisdiction enforcement of a contract. So um, that's interesting. Yeah, that, that you just brought up a really great question. I mean, not really great point about the jurisdiction and then also enforcement of contractual obligations by government representatives or something, you know. That's a really well, let me, interesting let me, point. Let me, let me add something to that, and then and I'll let you talk. The courts can only enforce two things. The United States courts can only enforce two things. They can enforce a contract, or they can enforce uh, statutes at large, uh, legislative written law. It's the only two things they can enforce. They, they really can't enforce reserve, um, revised statutes uh, because they're not law. They can only enforce the legislative floor past statutes at large. Anytime you get an issue 
and your life is on the line, something important, make sure you go to the statutes at large and read the exact uh, law that the government is claiming that you violated. Because oftentimes, for example, um, uh, for example, a felon with a gun, the um, it's very possible that you can only be a felon with a, a firearm if you have a device that has a rifled barrel, no, a smooth barrel, and it's less than like 26 inches long because that's the definition of a firearm. So if you've got a rifle, a rifle or a rifled pistol, uh, they're, uh, they're, it doesn't qualify as a firearm. Therefore, it doesn't qualify as the, as, uh, the right equipment to violate uh, a felon's um, requirement to stay away from such devices. I'm not sure about that, but uh, Rod Class won a case, uh, I think it was in Michigan, where he uh, was able to show that a firearm was a smooth barrel uh, gun. Right. Less than so many Makes inches. sense. But then and, again, uh, you're talking about fire firearms, and you're talking about the uh, Second Amendment there. Uh, and, well, actually, right to bear arms. So that's not the firearm. The actual well, right, right to bear right, arms. Right, right to bear arms doesn't apply to a, uh, unless you're a, a resident of the United States. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. That only operates on their mm-hmm. land. Right. If you, I think, if you're a U.S. citizen and you're not on government land, the governance of that of those guns doesn't apply. Now, if you're a, if you're a U.S. citizen and you're on government land, then they apply. What about American citizen? Do you get a gun? Do you, what if you're a free inhabitant? Do you get a gun? Well, there's no such thing as a, an American citizen. Um, I mean, I mean, the American. Idea, but, I don't know. Whatever. You get my point. I, 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 I go ahead and put on my documents an American national, and then I put an asterisk by it, and I define it down below. Just, just simply a man that's born on the land uh, that is not of the United States between Canada, Mexico, and the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean. So it's, uh, it's very, very, very broad. Um. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Free Last inhabitant. question for you. Last question. Do you have a right to have a gun as a free inhabitant? And I think you were just going there. Thank you very much, Angela. Yes. Yes, you awesome. do. It, de- well, it depends where you're at. If you're on government land, I'd say if you're standing in the middle of uh, SAC Air Force Base um, or some massive military place, you better not have a gun on you because you don't have any right to have a gun there. But if you're on land that is not of the United States, you have to go to the owner and say, uh, is it all right for me to have a gun here? Or at least look around to see if it's posted. But if you're on United States land, they don't have to post no guns. But anytime you walk on United States land, there's almost always a sign visible or a fence that lets you know that you're, you're passing into the federal zone because that's one of the requirements the U.S. courts will have, that you had notice of uh, entering in before they can apply that written law to you, because notice is imperative in in the enforcement of United States written laws. And that's why they're so well marked. Go ahead. Okay. 
Next up is Charles. Go ahead, Charles. You've been unmuted. Hi. Hi. Hello. Yeah, Charles here. Uh, Paul, I don't know if we've crossed paths before. Um, uh, I'm Charles Stewart in Oregon. Um, uh, uh, I would like to kind of respond a little bit to some of the issues that Don raised about Quo Warranto and state XRL process, but or perhaps we might have a chance to get into that. I'd like to um, really uh, 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 explore with you, Paul, um, uh, a, a little bit more details about your reference to national common law court system. Sure. Um, the uh, Seventh Amendment is the main thing. It's a part of the Bill of Rights. Uh, one through ten is the Bill of Rights. And yeah. it clearly, clearly says in there that... Uh, the common law court operates, and then it cannot be overturned by any U.S. court except by common law. Right. I, can't, I, I can't remember. It can't be it can't be overturned by any. But anyway, if you're gonna if you're gonna mess with a common law judgment, it has to be under common law. Yeah. So yeah, that raises the ante. That 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 put, put puts discipline upon. All national judicial tribunals, where they can't run this summary military process anymore. They, they at that point, once we start moving into common law judgments, and they declare that our judgments are in error somehow, then they've got to assemble a 12-man jury and arrive at their own unanimous decision, and 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 somehow plausibly try to claim that they are following the rules of the common law more. Uh, 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 with more integrity and discipline than are we. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're on federal land and you're not going to be able to convince the jury that you didn't know you were on federal land, you're you're going to be subject to the U.S. court. But if you're on federal land by accident and you're pheasant hunting or something, and they want to take all your guns away from you, and your car, and your snowmobile, and your helicopter for shooting a pheasant on their land. Um, you can you can take it into a common law setting. You can take pictures to them, and you can show them. Hey, I'm pointing the camera this way, and I'm pointing the camera that way. There's no there's no signs out here. I had no idea I was in federal land. And the uh, the common law court would say, notice is imperative. Is, is imperative. Uh, without notice, uh, clear distinction of boundaries. You know, we 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 can't tell where your jurisdiction starts, and. Uh, we're not going to allow you to take this man uh, out of his American jurisdiction and drag him into a, a military tribunal. All, all U.S. courts are military tribunals. Every every legislative law is associated with a military tribunal. Yeah, are you are you familiar with um, the Bundy case in Eastern Oregon? Yes, I'm actually working with them somewhat. I did. Can, 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 where are, are are you trying to invoke uh, any type of a common law jurisdiction to bring to bear in response to all that? Well, they're, they're, these guys are working with lawyers, attorneys, and you know, attorneys don't want to admit common law operates because they take ninety percent of their business away from them. Right on. And but, the attorneys uh, are probably selling them out, but I, I see no impediment to um, our organizing a common law jury 
uh, and 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 arriving at a judgment legitimate under the the Seventh Amendment and shoving it in their faces in defense of the Bundys. Yes, and there's a well, you you have to be a damaged party in order to do that. But if you can get one of the Bundys to come on over and state a claim that's, uh, that you can convince twelve people of, yeah, you've got a you've got a proceeding. And with it, see with internet. The, the only rule in common law is you've got to convince those 12 people that it's a fair trial. And, yeah. and, the, yeah. and, the, and there's a risk. There's a risk that they can bring 12 more people together, the, the opposing parties, and prove and convince them that it wasn't a fair trial. So right, that's, right. That's the, but it's very difficult to get 12 people to agree on anything. That, that's a heavy burden for each side to try to You don't have to. It's, 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 it's not a majority. I mean, it's, it's only a majority. It's not a unanimous requirement. There's a unanimous requirement in, in common law due process. No, the jury makes the rules. No, no, the jury is bound by tradition. They have to arrive at unanimous agreement. No. I can show you case law that says the jury verdict must be unanimous. Well, the case law has no effect on common law. Case law is common law. It's judicial precedent. It's tradition, sir. You're in error. Nope. Nope. The jury decides all the law and all the facts. So, so 61% of them, uh, uh, seven out of 12 people can can decide that, that that a guy's guilty and railroad him off into jail. Well, go go run to the U.S. court and see if you can do better. Pardon me? Run to the U.S. court and see if you can do better. No, I can assemble my own 12. It'll take a bit of work, but I can do it, and they'll be unanimous when they decide. Yeah. Well, anyway, you won't you won't hardly ever get a get a ruling with trying to trying to get unanimous. There's there's no there's no there's no there's no basis for unanimous in a common law setting. That's just something. That's just something. That's just something. That's just something U.S. courts have tried to push on common law. Well, you, you, you only have majority rule or unanimous decision-making. There's only two choices there, sir. I know. I'm just well, saying. You're in favor of majority rule with pendulum swings back and forth? Common law clearly states the jury decides the law and the facts. They decide. Well, that's, that's within the context of traditional due process. We, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater here. It doesn't you know, say that. It doesn't say that. <laughs> every, well, every you, case you're interpreting the principle in a statutory manner, sir. You're looking at the letter when you should be looking at the spirit. Anyway, you, you, you can't violate God's law. You can never do that. That's uh, why you, it has to be unanimous amongst Christian people that you have to have a unanimous verdict. I've never, I've never gone to a church meeting that requires unanimous. Well, most churches are pretty screwed up. Well, I go to one of the best churches in America, and they don't ever require them unanimous. Do, do, they, do they have consensus building process where everybody talks about um, um, uh, what the policies of the church should be? And it's it's um, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. yeah. ever mentioned that's unanimous that's requirement. That. If you if you require unanimous requirement, there wouldn't be a single church building built in America. 
Wouldn't be nothing. Nothing would be You get to you get to select your own jury. See, part of the if you if you're familiar with the term compugator, C O M P U R G A T O R, that that's a basic process in in the older, more pure version of common law, where people get to ser- uh, assemble their own twelve-person jury. Of, uh, as long as they're qualified electors and, and they're not kin to the the individual accused or accuser, then, then they get to assemble their own. Well, you got uh, you got to be careful there because uh, when the trial's done, the person that you just got a judgment against can do the same thing. He can, he can bring another trial together. He can bring his own jury together. So you got to be careful. You know, it's, it's uh, yeah. Well, well, that's okay. But at that point. Um, uh, there, there will be uh, uh, people uh, coming in and saying, wait a second, why can't we merge the more reasonable factions of both of these juries? Because 12 is a big number, and, and you, you could take six from each side actually, and, and actually, actually, work towards consensus. Yeah, actually, that's it. That ends up what's happening. You know, it's uh, we, we well, got to well, figure out that's organic process. Or are you familiar yeah. with the, the concept that that the very definition of the word, the phrase "constitutional law" is organic law? Well, it's organic law of the of the entity that it's governing. What, what did you, see, when we're, when we're talking unanimous jury trial verdicts, we're talking about organic law in a real body politic organic sense rather than just procedural uh, case law precedents or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I've, I've talked to a number of people on that, and they would disagree with you. Well, a number of people in our movement are screwed up with all yeah. due respect. Sir. Yeah, well, everybody has the right to opinion. Um, uh, and right. me just a bit more. I would like to uh, make a few points in response to sure, Donaldson's sure, sure. point about the Warranto State X-Rail. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Uh, tell us what it is real quick. A lot of people don't know what that is. I, I hardly, I probably okay, studied well, it ten times, and I, I just never use it, so I, I just kind of, I, I just don't like to use those things. But, but go ahead. Thank you. Um, um, uh, I've posted a link. Let me see if I can post it again. Uh, yeah, here it is. Um, uh, yeah, there. Um, I, I've written a 19 or so page memorandum on, on the issue. Um, Quo Warranto is, is the writ of Quo Warranto. It's the English common law writ system. Um, and and uh, uh, it, it, it basically commands public servants to declare the authority by which they are proceeding. Um, it, it, the writs, all the writs used to be issued by the king, but with, uh, uh, um, I, I see, Paul, you've, you've quoted uh, Chisholm versus Georgia, I think, uh, the early case law on one of your webpages there, excellent case law. Um, at, at that point, the, the authority of the king of England devolved to all of the people, in the United States of America, you're familiar with all that, right, Paul? Yeah. Okay, very good. Well, see, when when the authority to issue the writs, um, commanding public servants, uh, 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 when when the king was kicked out of the United States of America, that authority to issue writs came to the people because the authority of the king, all of the sovereign authority of the king came down to the people. So now the people have the authority to issue the writs commanding the public servants what to do. Uh, and and um, that core warrant process 
that commands public servants to appear before the court and uh, uh, declare their authority for whatever manner they're proceeding with. It works really great in combination with habeas corpus or something like that. Um, but if I might continue to my main point, um, um, the more uh, uh, accurately labeled and, and uh, organic interpretation of that whole core warranto process is known as, quote, state ex rel, unquote. Um, um, and, and that means by way of relation of the individual complaining party to the, the de jure organic constitutional state. Um, and another real big point that, that uh, links in right there is that the proper definition of an American constitutional de jure state is the organic body politic of the people. A lot of people use the term state as, as uh, synonymous with the Roman civil government of the state or the attorney general of the state, and, and that is in error that, because, because inaccurate thinking there's a difference between the Roman civil government of the state uh, and and the people who are the organic body politic of uh, of the state. Does that make sense, Paul? Yeah, I don't I don't refer to it as necessarily a body politic, but the uh, the people are, are free to, to obey God. That's that's really the the number one way to look at uh, the American way. The people okay, well, are free to to obey God. If they don't obey God, then a jury can step in. So I, I just, I don't like to get into all this fancy stuff because I don't, if it, all you have to do is you get 12 people together and uh, you get 6 out of 12 people, 7 out of 12 people to say it ain't, ain't right, it ain't right, and you got a case. Well, what about the five that are in dissent? We already discussed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you yeah, Pendle. Well, 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 what happens if you get 11, 11 a grand? I, anyway, I, I don't, you I, need I, to beat the bushes further until you find a twelfth person that's willing to jump on board with you. It's yeah. a threshold number for for. Anyway, for you, you never win a case. Well, you're stuck thinking within the Roman statutory system, and you're not thinking in terms of pure organic law. You consider yourself a Christian, don't you, sir? Um. It's obvious. Okay, well, yes or no? I, I'll take that as a yes. Um, uh, there under, do, do you think uh, there was majority rule under Christ's twelve apostles? No. Very good. Very good. Why are you um, allowing modern interpretations of Christian jural societies to be different than what um, uh, uh, true Christianity was apparently setting the pattern for? Anyway, okay, we've already talked about that. Okay, well, uh, are there other people? It looks like Don would like to come in and uh, cross swords with Paul here for a bit, Angela. Sure. You want to, me and Don will tag team here for a while? Sure, enjoy talking. I'm sorry, what? Um, what, It looks like Don wants to come in on, on the, the chat window there and uh, talk again if uh, you want to um, let Don cross swords with Paul for a while. Uh, okay, thanks, Charles. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, Donaldson has his hand up. Do you want to talk to him again? Yeah, I'm fine. Paul? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. All right, Donaldson, you've been unmuted. 
I'm here. Thanks for the unmute. Let me see what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the chat room. And, and, and you know, Paul, uh, we, in the chat I said something about uh, case law not taking precedence over statutes or constitutions. I was in support of your the claims that you made when you were dialoguing with Charles just now. Uh, not that I don't support Charles in, in some of the things that he says, but... Uh, I disagreed on that one point. Um, and could, because, see, the thing about the common law is um, what well, I have read that it actually originates in the rules of court and not necessarily with the case law. So that's why it's, it's, if you're going to win a case, you want to look to see if the case decision came from a court rule or if it came from a statute. And in this way, you'll be able to to, to kind of see that very fine line of, of, of where it goes from common law or, or goes into, you know, legal fiction world, as you guys say. So would you like well, to comment a little I, bit? If I was going into a common law setting and, and um, you and I were, were going to court, I don't look anywhere except for guidance from God's word. I mean, I, I mean, I look at other things, but that's, that's by far my guiding uh, okay. example is God's word. God's word is, is there's all kinds of references in there on how much award can be given to specific damages. I apologize, I apologize because I I actually was I forgot to tell you that I've been studying the lawyers' techniques and their their strategies. So if I sound uh, drenched in satanic order. That's probably what uh, you were, that's why you explained what you just did. And it makes perfect sense, too, um, because they're, they, the law of the land actually makes an exemption for religious freedom. Um, well, the, so well, that's God, pretty cool. In America, God's word is the law of the land. It doesn't make if it's non-government land or government land. It, it's the law. It prevails everywhere. Every square inch of the earth is God's law. Is governed by God's oh, law. We can't. Well, we cannot get away from that. Can I beg to differ? And I disagree with you on this right here. I'll just say it openly to everyone, only because I believe if you can maybe explain it clearer, that Article Six of the Constitution, Section Three, I believe, it talks about no religious test for um, officers of any branch of the government, whether it be state or federal, and that includes militia. No, no religious test to hold the office. So how do you explain that and then still at the same time say that our foundation with the government or the government is religious in nature? Because the religious test was based on you can't say a Quaker cannot be in office, but a Presbyterian can. They both worship the living God and have sufficient evidence that they worship the God of the Bible. Uh, Muslims do not worship the God of the Bible. Um, Muslims are not qualified to have any office in America, but a Quaker would, a, a, uh, a Presbyterian would. I mean, uh, when it says religious test, it's not talking about uh, an atheist or a person that fears God. It's talking about the mode of, of worship of the true living God. 
they're not including uh, pagan worship. Religious, the religious test mm-hmm. uh, language there is not a, not talking about uh, a pagan. It's talking about those who truly uh, seek to worship the, the living God. The, the you know, Derek, so, that's a good point. I mean, Derek fourteen, Derek fourteen eighty eight is saying that I'm incorrect, and I'm willing to admit if I am. Eight of thirteen original colonies required one to be a Christian to hold office. Now, yes. what, what do you have on that? Let's talk about that. That's interesting. Yes, yes, and that's and that's true. And we um, see when you when you build a church organization, who who's supposed to be in the leadership positions? You're supposed to go to men of of wisdom and understanding and uh, seasoning in in applying God's word. They're not supposed to go to the uh, the person that's not qualified. Or hasn't the, the uh, discipline to divide the word of God properly? Uh, now, dividing the word properly is a—it's a discipline because there's so many issues in life, and every situation is slightly different. But uh, governance of uh, God's kingdom is never supposed to be done by a pagan. Never. Wow, that's interesting. So, so at what point did the? I mean, all of this is really insightful. So, I want to thank you first of all. If I don't get a chance to thank you for your willingness to dialogue in sure. depth. And if you and, if you brought if you ran for a meaningful office in the United States and brought up these issues, very few people would have probably agree with me because they would the media would just swarm over me. And even even the churches in America would probably say I'm wrong, but uh, but anyway, that's the way that's the way it is. Uh, Jesus I, was, I'll be honest. Do you think? What do you think about this? Because in common law, the law is supposed to. Well, let's just look at history, okay? And how in legal theory, when you think about how laws change over time. They don't. Right? They don't change. They don't change. The law not God's change. law. Not 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 Christian law. The Bible. All that stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I get that. But what I'm saying is, in in the legal world, and in the legal fiction, right? Because of the customs of the people that are on the land, the laws also shift and change. And that's yeah, just for, because for, for that's, example, this is just been nature. It's just nature. You get, I, right? No, well, it's sin. <laughs> anyway, uh, slavery and um, at least especially forced slavery. I mean, there's a there's a free will slavery. The scriptures talk about, which is fine, but uh, or servanthood, but forced servanthood and abortion, for example, never been condoned by God, and um, it can never be. A law on on anywhere on, on the earth can never be. Even if every man on the earth said abortion was okay, it's never a law. So, and then every time we look at a law, we need we need to look at God's standards. We don't ever want to look at man's standards. Only God's standards. He's the one that says if it's law or not. Because if it's if it doesn't line up with His word, it is not law. No matter how many men, every man be called a liar and God be held true. Go ahead. Okay, next up we have Connecticut. Go ahead, Connecticut. What's your question? 
Hi. Um, I, I, I did a administrative process, and I sent the documents to the clerk of the court, and what they did was respond with a cover letter stating that it looks like a, um, a case is trying to be started, and I need to um, uh, um, pay basically fee, pay the fee, the required fee in order to for them to accept the paperwork. Right. And I responded back to say, okay, well, um, show me where it says that I'm required to pay. And um, I think they next they said. Um, I needed a docket number or something like that. And so I've been going back and forth with them pretty much, which, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I can do to challenge that. But you kind of uh, answered that a little bit earlier. Yeah, they, they can they can make you pay, but they uh-huh. cannot, they cannot uh, there's a principle in the United States of equal protection under the law. And the law clearly right. says that the United States can only uh, operate on money of account. Congress has declared what money of account is, gave the, the weight of silver and gold associated with the dollar and money of account. They can't, and that's still a standing law. They cannot uh, waver off of that, and that's what that brief I have indicates to them. Therefore, if you would go in and ask for any, uh, I've never applied it to property tax, and I, I, I need to do that. But uh, they're so corrupt in that area. But uh, you can put a you can put this brief in, and you can basically position the administrator because there there are no judges in the United States system anymore. They're all administrators. They 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 enforce United States written law. Okay, so uh, you can put this brief in, and you can force the judge to give findings of fact and conclusions of law of what he's reliant upon to require you to pay Federal Reserve notes to uh, to run a court case in their jurisdiction. Okay. And and okay. he he won't want to do that because he's going to have to lie. He's going to have to lie in those findings of facts and conclusions of the law to, to, uh, to force you to pay the Federal Reserve notes. And then if he does, right. if he does mention, which sometimes they do, I had a friend in court, and the judge says you could pay with silver and gold. Says, that's not myth; that's in circulation. And then this guy was a genius in law, and uh, he wins every case he's ever been involved in. But he says uh, there's an issue of parity here, sir. Uh, if okay. I if I pay, I got to pay 20 times more than the person that cooperates with the fraudulent activity of the Federal Reserve note, and they. Uh, he walks out of there without paying every time. Because every they time. can't give you change for a silver bowl, like they can't break it down. They That's can't demand. They can, this is the principle of law. They cannot demand Federal Reserve notes. Right. They're, they can only they can only require that you pay. They can accept anything. They can accept a bag of jelly beans if they if they so choose. But they can only demand one thing: money of account. Silver. So, uh, money of account, which is still local. Yeah. Uh, you have to order that brief from me. I mean, it's, it's well worth it. Okay. But, uh, okay. You can use it. You can use it on, 
I've saved tens of thousands of dollars with this thing. Tens of thousands. I don't know how much money. And every person right. that's used it, every person that I know has used it has never paid. So, um, uh, but anyway, uh, it, uh, it's, you've got to put the judge in a position to find the facts and conclusions of law. Okay. They're, they're done. Okay. They're done there. I, I'd love to find the findings, the facts, and conclusions of law. If you get one, send it to me. I'll tear them apart. <laughs> okay. So basically, because that's the, the way I was going to take it. It's just I didn't know how to take it a step further because I was going to ask them, well, if you require a fee, how are you requesting the fee to be paid? Because they could request, like you said, they can request cows or chickens or slave yeah. labor, you know. So what are you asking me for? That's what I was gonna go go with. I didn't know how they were yeah. gonna respond to that. And then once So what you do is okay. you uh you, you take a Federal Reserve note and you make a copy of it front and back on a on a document and you, you put you enter it as, as exhibit A and you say is the clerk of the court wants eighty of these. Is that correct? The judge goes, Yeah. Okay. What do you rely upon that that that, that you have written law that allows you, where did the Congress allow you to demand 80, 80 of these? And he says, well, if you can buy a hamburger with it, you can, you can, you can start a court case here with it. And then you say, uh, I require findings and facts and conclusions of law on that in writing. Every, every state's required to do that, to give it in writing. Just, just go to your state statutes, type in findings and facts and conclusions of law, and it'll it'll come up. And if it doesn't, now, if they got it if they got it hidden in there somewhere, just bring in the federal statute. Because the federal now, statute is the is the supreme law of the land. They have to follow that. The other thing they added to it though was a docket number. When I sent it back, then they came back. I don't know if that's the uh, angle they said you need uh, a docket number and to pay the fee. The docket, don't be afraid of a docket number. That's just a, it's okay. just a tracking number. Okay. But uh, and the only way to get a docket number, according to their system, is to pay a fee to get a docket number. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's the start of their, their filing process. That's it's, that's what gets it on the docket, on the calendar. Right. But uh, I would recommend that you send this stuff to me and let me look it over. And uh, I've been in court. I don't know, two, three, three hundred guys probably, and uh, I, I just—it doesn't take. Uh, you just keep it very simple. Okay. And you'll be the, the administrative. The administrative process doesn't get you a judgment. It just gets you evidence uh, that you can take in and perfect a judgment. Okay. All because, right. Because uh, because the principle is, if uh, for example, if I'm in the witness chair and and you ask me uh, a question, and if I refuse to answer it, the uh, the principle of law stands in civil court anyway, that uh, or the jury can look at it as uh, you know he's not answering that for a reason. Therefore, we can hold it against him. The jury doesn't have to hold it against him, but the jury can say that's a simple question. <laughs> answer it, dude, or we're going to hold it against you. Right. So. Okay. 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 Thank you. All right. Great. I'll I'll contact you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Donaldson's back. Go ahead. 
Well, I, I was just thinking about the global agenda to um, confute to make basically America some huge melting pot. I mean, I, I get I get what you know the chat room is saying right now. Guest thirteen talking about America, you know, being um, founded on race, race, you know, racial grounds for for white only, right, or for white people. But I said that race was a property issue. What do you say, Paul Hansen? Um, the uh, Adam and Eve are probably very dark skinned because that's the dominant gene. The only way you get white skin is the same way you get a chihuahua. You got to take genetics away from people. So it's a completely foolish. Uh, uh, there's no such thing as two races. There's only one. Come on. <laughs> Anyway, uh, does that help? That's what I say, too. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I, it did not. I mean, it helped a little bit, but I, I still think, just to be simple, I've read in places that race, the word race in law, has more to do with property ownership and property rights than it does with the color of a person's skin. So by your reference to dark-skinned people, I can see that your 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 information may have been at some point uh, distorted, just based well, on the looking glass. Not your fault. Take, it's not your fault. Take a look at take a look at history. Um, in the South, you were allowed to vote if they held a piece of paper up to your skin, and it was lighter than that piece of paper. If it wasn't, you weren't allowed to vote. It, it had a lot to do with skin color. Well, I can see how it has been twisted. Right, like I said, that was the; those are the; I, those were well, those anyway, things that you I, bring I up right there. I don't. I, I wouldn't apply the word race at all. There's no race is not in the Bible. God does not treat every man the same. Okay. The Bible, the Bible says that He chooses whom He chooses. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't choose. If, if you're going to go to heaven someday uh, by the election process. Of, of God's sovereign will, you're not going there because you're a good guy. You're only going there because He chose you. Well, you're um, going there because you're written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's the that that's because Jesus He died on the cross for our sins and was raised again. But I mean, but anyway, everyone but written anyway, in the Lamb's uh, Book of Life. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, it talks about some are some are some men are created for for destruction. Uh, some men are created for because God wants to glorify them in heaven and live with them eternally. So, anyway, um, race is that's not interesting. In scriptures. No, race interesting. is not in, in scriptures. Race is not scriptural. Okay, cool. And but race is is lawful in in law, and that's why I think why it has to do with property. But then again, property has to do with land, right? And so this is really interesting. How how yeah, like this whole fictional legal system has been pulled over. The, the lawful land. You well, know, the only which, the only part of fiction law is valid is that which complies with God's law. The part that doesn't comply with God's law is not law. And you can generally you know, convince a jury of twelve that it's uh, not. They don't want you know to what? go in there. I have to go. I have to go off this uh, conversation. I might chime back in again. I'm going to be listening, but I just want to say I totally 100% like you. I think you're a great guy. From what I can tell. But I do not agree right now. I, I don't think religion should be involved in government or politics on any level, period. 
And I just don't... Go go vote for the next Pagans. Put Pagans in office for the next 20 years to see where our country goes. Oh, my... <laughs> I don't vote. I, I don't want the benefits anyway, of go, being go, part go, of the go, body go, politic. Thank you. Nation, go select any history book and find out where pagans ruled that nation and see what happened in 20 years. What did you say? Select any nation in the world where pag, pagans govern that nation, and you'll see that it goes to hell. It goes bad. That's what's happening here, I think. Yes. America's no, not I, a Christian. America's well, not a okay. Christian nation anymore. Well, you guys, the reason why we need to preserve the re- this, in other words, no religious test stuff that I was saying is because we don't want religions to take over government, so everyone can express their religious, you know, their religiousness free, freely. We it's don't only, want the, the government. Scripture, the scripture says there's only <laughs> that's one what, That's the beauty of America. It created freedom. No, God no, bless no. America. Thank you, guys. America didn't create freedom. America says let's follow the Bible. The Bible says there is only one faith. Only one faith. That's that's what man, men in America were supposed to continually to, to strive after. One faith, not a multiple of faith. That's just been twisted around to uh, include all this false worship and pagan worship, and and it'll destroy the country. It'll cause fifty million babies to be killed. It's evil. Go ahead, Angela. Okay. Next next up is Maat. Nine nine nine. Go ahead, my dear. You've been unmuted. Yes, hello. You've been unmuted. Hi. Yeah. Hi. How's it going, Angela? Fine, thank you. How's it going with you? Uh, it's going great. Um, I'm from Georgia, uh, Republic of Georgia. Um, I've been following um, Carl for um, at least about seven years now. And um, you know, studying the information just so happened. Which Carl? Uh, uh, Carl Lentz. Okay. Did you have a question uh, for our our guest speaker? Yes. Um, I had a question as far as like when I file a a claim. Um, uh, what would be the? I understand that I need to first do a notice and then do a cease and desist. Okay, with my notice. Um, what happened actually my child was um, taken at the hospital and um, you know I've been sending notices and everything to them and you know they just been trying to go ahead with the, uh, with the, um, the, the trial where they hearing and they had a hearing is there, is, there, is there a marriage license involved no 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 it's just me and my mate you know we had um, we had no, we had there's a, no marriage if there's no marriage law marriage license involved you're entitled to uh, the, the jurisdiction of common law. It cannot drag you into a statutory court. Okay. So you have to, you have to challenge um, all, the, all the elements of jurisdiction. What, mm-hmm. did you say, what did you say do or sign to be subject to a U.S. court? See, when you're subject to a U.S. court, you're subject to U.S. written law. The only way you can be subject to U.S. written law is by contact or mm-hmm. by contract. I contact right. or by contract. If they can't produce the evidence of contact, then they got to produce the contract. They don't have any contract. So where's the they, contact? They don't have any contact. Okay. You're not arguing that a court doesn't have jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. You're just showing that that court doesn't have evidence. You never say the court doesn't have jurisdiction. You okay. say, what, what does this court have? What does the moving party have to evidence 
that this court has juris- personal jurisdiction over me. What did I say, mm-hmm. do or sign, for this court to have personal jurisdiction over me? Mm-hmm. I've done that several times in court. It's very shuts them down very fast. Okay. Okay. Um, actually, and, um, and, and, and you do it by motion. And on the mm-hmm. motion, you have to state you have to state that this motion cannot be used to create any form of jurisdiction. Okay. To the caption okay. court. Okay, that was I, I was the type of um, you know I was kind of reluctant to do like to put in a notice because I understand well you know my understanding is uh, I always put in um, notices to the court. And, no, no, uh, no. The notice, the notice has no value at all. Okay. You have to you have to uh, challenge by motion. Okay. But you, but you have to you have to define your motion mm-hmm. as as an instrument that cannot be used to create any form of personal jurisdiction. Okay. If you don't do that, the moving party will say, Your Honor, he's already participated in the court. He's already consented to the jurisdiction of the court. Right, right. Now, that's not that's not true, but that's what the judge will hang their hat on to, to mow over you. Mm-hmm. Because, because the only way that you can consent to a court is a full disclosure. It's a, okay. See, that court, that court is a contractual relationship. It has to be, there has to be full disclosure and consent. Mm-hmm. Involved now. If you do a if you do a crime, that's that's contractual. The U.S. laws will actually call every crime a contractual activity. Right. Right. And uh, I mean, for years I scratched my head. What are you talking about contractual relationship? And now I understand because that's the only way they get jurisdiction. Okay. And, but, and, and, see, when you do a crime in their jurisdiction, it's it's uh, it creates contact. I mean, contact was involved, and that's. That's a uh, pseudo uh, quasi uh, contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, so. creating some type of gender. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you lie with a woman, it's a it's, a, it's contact, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's a biblical contract. Okay. Uh, in, in, in history, God says you had to marry that person, or you had to you had to do something after you did that. You had to pay a dowry. Mm-hmm. He considered mm-hmm. the initiation of the contract. Right. Okay. But anyway, go, uh, go ahead. Go ahead and contact me. My website has my uh, information there, and uh, uh-huh. I can I can look over that stuff uh, real fast. And uh, I got the papers already put together. Very it's usually very inexpensive to, to for me to you know put put it together the best you can. You just send it to me, and I look at it real quick, and I'll I'll tell you where it's where it needs to be tweaked. Okay, great, great. Um, so, so uh, would I do that through email, or can I call you also? Uh, you have a, just go, to, just go uh, to my website. It explains everything. Okay, great. Okay. Just click on click on about me on either of those websites. And... Okay. Um, could you give me a website? The right, um name of it. Yeah, Angela will type it. Will type it in. You can read it. Okay, great. All right. All right, and um, well, so I I'll be getting in contact with you sometime tomorrow, and then we we can go from there. Yep, sounds good. We can. Yeah, we can if there's no, if there's um, no yeah. marriage license, there's no marriage license. You can you can tell those guys to take a hike really quick, but you're still subject to God's law, so don't don't think you're gonna walk. You know, oh, you well, got a responsibility uh, here. Oh, oh no! Actually, the thing about me, um. I did. I declare my nationality. You know, I'm a more. I'm indigenous to the land. So you know, I, you know, 
I have all this information, you know, and everything, you know, placed on file with, um, you know, United but, States. But, yeah, but that's that's of no value. They're they're only going to look for contracts. Contract okay. or contract. Don't don't even don't even muddy the water with with any of that other stuff. You gotta stay on right. point. Stay on okay. point. Okay, Angela, next speaker. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, thank you. All righty, next up is um, Dr. No again. Go ahead, Dr. No, and then we have Ali Muhammad and then Donaldson again. Okay, go ahead. Well, thanks again. You're welcome. I, I hear, I, well, this is removed, but about Donaldson and... Gotta speak up a little bit. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. About about religion and spirituality. I mean, you know, Jesus was a Jew, and I think, you know, common law is really based on what, Ten Commandments, or, you know, what are five or six laws you can't do in common law? Rape, murder, burglary, steal, covet, whatever they are. You know what I'm saying? You want to bring Christianity into it, the uh, founding fathers, many more deists. They believed in a God. They believed in spirituality and people that follow what what is right. And that's what I've been telling my life. They did not not emphasize a God. They emphasized a God. Christianity adopted many, almost all of Christian holidays are pagan adopted. Who wrote the Bible? The Mycenaean conference with 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 uh, Constantine in the what three four hundreds I think. The the, the 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 Bible is backed up by thousands, tens of thousands of references that are found in history. Tens of thousands of them to verify it. There's not there's not a, a single group of people that wrote the Bible. It's very it's a it's, a, it's, a, it's that, that that document is verified by. That's hundreds, of, hundreds, of, hundreds of thousands of references mm-hmm. throughout history. The thing is, it was the Mycenaean conference called by Constantine. They didn't. Uh, they didn't write. They didn't write the Bible. They didn't write they, any of those documents. They put the books together and called it. Yeah, yeah. They gathered, they gathered, they gathered, they gathered them together. They, they, they had a very, very extensive court proceeding. It took years to do. And uh, actually, it took hundreds of years to do because people started doing that way before they did. It's not put together in, in, in one or two years. It's put together in hundreds of years. Job, Job is like 5,000 years old. believed to be 5,000 years old. Moses started putting that together. I'm sorry. Anyway, I don't know if we can go very far on that that team. Can you hear me, Angela? I can hear you. Yeah. Uh, did you want to go to another question? I don't think we well, can really. Can know. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Oh, okay. I unmuted Alan Muhammad, but I don't hear him, so. Hello, uh, hello, Angela. There hello. You are. I didn't think I was uh, waiting. I was waiting to see what uh what what was this topic about, but I think I kinda got an hang on hang on it hand on it. I think it's several things you guys are talking about, but I was just listening to what was just recently said. Uh 
when regarding religion, this is really important. It's probably the most topic, most important topic that you ever have in your program, uh, believe it or not, because it gives people hope to the future, and it speaks to uh, 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 the spiritual life, which is if there's Christians on the call, they they can uh, they can respect and acknowledge that uh, they can respect and acknowledge that. Uh, that this is eternity for them. They they speak about eternity, and it's like Jesus when he said, or allegedly said, I'm going to say allegedly because when alleged time now, it's just so deep you can't just really say who said what, but you got to get your evidence if you can. And when Jesus folds up said, uh, great is he that is in you than he that is in the world, accordingly is in the Bible. Well, that says something about the soul and, and the spirit going forward to the afterlife. It's, it's better. Because all you want is this, to speak to those people who are talking about just this uh, uh, physical life and to leave religious out of the uh, Constitution and to leave religious out of our life is make a very, 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 very bad mistake. Very important. It's very scathing because of this. Because you don't you take away people. A person's hope, you took everything from him or her. You, you should never take away a person's hope, a people's hope. And if sure, you want sure. to be Christian, let them be Christians. Yeah, let me let me comment on let me comment on that. Let me comment on that a little bit. Uh, the 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 main thing we're trying to accomplish accomplish with this program, or at least I am, is truth. Proper application of of God's law in our community. So I I don't want to get too far off point on uh, Angela's tries to keep this uh, based on uh, you know questions asked and then and then answered. So let's try to stay with that. Is, do you have a question? Yeah, yeah, I sure have a question. Have you, uh, have you read um, uh, the, the recent books that have researched from different scholars? These are all scholars, by the way. These are ladies and men. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that there were ladies and men who studied this research. And impeccable research. I have to, have to give them credit. Uh, and, uh, that's, I should call, I could name some names, but I'm, for the sake of time. The, what? The, 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 the videos the videos are, are called Finding Jesus. Finding Jesus is a very important video, and I, 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 would, I would advise everyone on this call to go look at them and go look them up on YouTube and on Google, wherever you can find. And okay, find now we've got to get a question out of you pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And I, my, my, my question is, what did you think about it? Did you, have, you ever, have you ever read them? Or have you ever viewed them? Have you ever studied them? You're talking Christianity, but you're talking Roman Empire. Did you know the Roman well, well, this, this I'm, I'm, not, I'm asking questions. This Can is not the purpose of this. Uh, I, I don't think Angela wants to change this into that forum. I mean, we're, we're touching on God's truths, and uh, we, we want to keep it applicable to the application okay, of the law in our daily lives. So, and uh, I'm with Angela, you. I mean, if you, if you don't get to a question based on that, then we're going to have to move to another question. Okay, can I ask you this question? You were speaking about good. Roman law. We're speaking about law, right? We're speaking about law. Are you familiar that the, that the Romans, uh, but the longest reigning empire in history, and that the Romans did translate the Bible and the scriptures and put them together? Did you know that? Well, people are making new Bibles today at all. It doesn't mean they're. Uh uh-uh. I'm they're talking about doing That doesn't uh-uh. mean they're true to God's word. No, sir. I'm saying what was here from the Roman Empire, they were the lowest Roman reigning on history, on record. The Roman Empire is the longest reigning empire in history. It's over 50 years. 
Okay, now, they now, put what divide this, together. now, 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 Stick with specific questions about application of 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 true law in our society. So you're you're getting off you're getting off us you're getting a lot of people off point. We don't like. Oh, we let's, don't like let's go to statute then. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. I, I want to ask you a question about statute and common law. Can I ask you that question? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, regarding statute and common law, which is really they ignore us. And they, they think we are just fools. That means the Congress and all the rest of the lawmakers, they ignore us. They say that we're just ignorant fools. And believe me, that's what they say behind the scenes. I got, I got information on that. Okay, but, but what's listen, the question, Ellen? The, the question is, with, the, with regard to the statute, how does that apply? I'm asking him, how does he think that applies to common law? How do they want, want work hand in hand? He said use common law. How can you, how can you use common law? When the statute is over, overstepping it as we, every day that we go forward in history, how do you use common law with statute? Since it's overstepping it, since the statute is overstepping it, every day we go forward. Uh, well, let me let me let me answer that question. Yes, sir. American American common law is God's law. That's what American common law is. So any statute needs to be viewed in that light. Any statute that's contrary to God's law is not a law. If you can convince the jury that it's not compliant with God's law, the jury should say, we're not going to enforce that law. The can you tell me where I can get that from? Can you tell me where I can go look, the, look that up at where, where, where uh, uh, common law is American law? Can you tell me where that's Yeah, from? yeah. Well, it's just... Who, all, it's, who wrote it? Who, can you tell me who wrote it? It's not written. It's it's a oh, principle okay. it's a principle of of the history of America. The founding fathers said that the, the Christian that America was to be a Christian nation. Christian nation follows God's word. So any any who, said, law, who, who, who you say saying that? You you got to if you don't know these quotes, you got to study history. I know I study history all the time. You'd be surprised who you're talking to. I'm just asking the you. Founding I'm fathers said. Founding fathers no, quoted it over I, I and over. I was just talking to a federal, a federal judge about three weeks ago or four weeks ago. I was just talking to a federal judge about the founding fathers and telling him that the founding fathers were still here with us spiritually through the Constitution, that he didn't have to worry about Donald Trump and the rest of them. Guess what? The judge did something. He took it under advisement. He didn't call the case back yet. Federal court. Yeah. It's not the state court. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I think I answered the question. So, Angela, is there any other questions? Yes, we have one more. Thanks, Alan. Thank you. Okay, next up is uh, Donaldson. Go ahead. We've got about 11 minutes left. Boy, this is a quick two hours, I tell you. It just flew by for me. Go ahead, Donaldson. I want to clarify the question for the guy that was trying to ask the question about the state, the statutes, and the common law. And I made the thing earlier, the comment earlier, about making the differentiation, right, the delineation between cases that are decided based on statutes or cases that were decided based on court rules, because there is a difference. But I I think he was saying something about common law and statutes. And if you could answer my question, it is this. Is statutory jurisdiction something different from common law, or does it incarnate the same principles 
the the principle the, does it embody above, the principles yeah. the above all principle is there's only one law in the universe and that's god's body of law okay any law that conflicts with that law is not a law so every, that does not answer the question though so every law sure. that is every law that's in the statutes in written law statutes are simply written laws of legislatures any law in there that's not biblical is not law even though uh, slavery was in those books at one time god never condoned that type of slavery that we had in america never was a law but but of course it was enforced as a law so um uh every 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 judgment that a jury makes that's contrary to god's law is not a judgment it's in, in god if it's not a, if it's not if it doesn't hold true to god's standards in god's eyes it's not a judgment nothing can wow. be bound on earth nothing that nothing can be bound on earth that is not bound in heaven so i'm just what i'm hearing is this that we cannot get away from the fact that and it is a fact from what i'm hearing from you and others that the this quote unquote country right is a christian country it was founded by christians for christians and it's a religious kind of like body politic kind of thing so right that's what i'm hearing the, the entire world is supposed to be that way the entire world but yes yes we are we are a city on the hill like ronald reagan said we are a city on the hill but we're we're, we're not a city on the hill anymore you can't kill 40 or 50 million babies and call yourself a christian nation i want to become a christian nation again and we need to do that every day i find i i find that to be very complex of an issue it's very complex but let's go back to this other thing about statutes and common law because i think that question could go a little bit further and stretch out this call a little bit maybe 10 minutes longer or whatever but the whole thing is is that creating court rules how how do court rules get created let's say i want to make a common law claim right well like I have something I do in my life on a regular basis as a ritual or something, right? And that's my common law. That's what I just I just do. It doesn't hurt anyone, right? But all of a sudden, there's a statute issued or ordinance issued that prohibits what it is I do. Okay. Now, under common law, if 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 I've been contracting with people, right, in that using my demeanor, and now all of a sudden that demeanor is outlawed, under now. Doesn't my conduct become the rule of court if I am the plaintiff or if I no. am the pe- petitioner? You know, no, no, no. Or even in the defendant position, I could still, in other words, with your claim of, of Christendom, right, is a claim of, of common law. I can, I, I get what you're saying, okay, because that's well, what, let, let me, let me, uh, let me, you know, let me, hold, let me, let me clarify this. No, no, no. I don't no, have wait. limited just time. Wait, All right, go ahead. Wait. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Anything that you perceive as law that is contrary to God's law is not law. Okay, go ahead. Still there? I think he muted himself out, which is surprising. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, the principle is, 
anything that I think is law, that is contrary to God's law, is not law. I cannot have it enforced by God. I mean, I can have it enforced by man, but anyway, uh, that's the principle that you always need to look at. Just because you get a judgment in your favor doesn't mean you're you're uh, copacetic with God. I Any apologize. I, I I muted myself out accidentally. Okay, oh, but we have two more people with their hands up, so let's make it quick, Donald. I, I I will. I will. I just it's hard for me to believe to get under this 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 idea that I have to somehow conform just by being here. I don't have to be a Christian, do I? I mean, I can. I could just not be associated with any religion at all, right? Right. You cannot. You yeah. cannot. The founding people fathers. Here, are, go ahead, Angela. Well, I was just going to say you can because there's a lot of in this country that are that. It doesn't mean. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, God. God organized Jerusalem, uh, Israel, as a nation. Israel was allowed to have pagans come into their nation. But the pagans were told what the law of the land was. You violate that law, you're not you're not allowed to be here anymore. Or or you may be put to death. It depends on what how they how they break it. So uh, it it doesn't uh if if you come into uh America, America should be enforcing God's law on every square inch of this land. But that doesn't mean everybody has to be a Christian or a believer. That 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 that's contrary to God's word. But uh, as far as obeying God's law, yeah. What what other law are you going to follow? Be, be, I mean, be, oh God, it'd be, be insane to do anything else. I I hear what you're saying, but I'll be honest with you. Logically, it makes sense. If you're saying that the legal structure, the structure of the legal system is based on doctrine of a religious nature, then logically and intellectually, I would want to make decisions in writing and also in technical form or in, in through my conduct, right? That that actually exhibit the the that I understand the nature of the legal system. So what you're saying is not necessarily wrong. Okay, but it is challenging to a lot of people on this call. I'll be honest with you. Go ahead, sir. God, God bless you, sir. Have a great night too. <laughs> yeah, enjoy talking to you. Uh, uh, next person. Hey, next up is Panhandle, Texas. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, ain't your name John Hanson from Nebraska? Yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, well, what about this Judiciary Act that George Washington did away with all the judges? I keep hearing everybody say judges. They're not judges, they're justices. They're yeah, the, uh, right? the, prin- the principle of judges is done away with in the United States system. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't done away with in America. It was done away in the United States system. The common law, The common law generally allows you uh, twelve judges, not not administrators of written law. Well, they do administrate God's written law in a sense, but but anyway, the uh, United States administrators are not judges. They enforce the written law that has been laid out by the by Congress. Correct. So they, they they administrate that written law. They don't create 
any written law? No. That written law ain't that written law. It's just for the United States citizens. Correct. Well, no, not specific. Very much so, but not. You know, not. you can't. You can't. You can't. Uh, I mean, if you go on the national parks, you might get eaten up by the bears. I mean, you have the choice of going to that system or not. If you're a U.S. Correct. citizen, if you're a U.S. citizen, all legislative laws of the United States apply to you. That's correct. Okay, now, if you're not a U.S. citizen, the only way they can apply to you is by contract or contact. Yeah, correct. The, ten, the 1040 tax form is a contract. We've had IRS agents in the witness stand said that is a contract signed under penalties of perjury. If you didn't sign it, you don't have a contract with the United States. Have a good day. But, uh, but that's right. Always, you can always go back and say, that's not my signature. Well, it, it, it's not your signature if you didn't have full disclosure. When there I, you go. I, I was in that's federal what people court. are missing in, in life. They, they're not yeah. receiving full disclosure of what's going on. Yeah, I was in Everybody federal wants court. to be a citizen. Everybody wants to have a driver's license. They all want to do this stuff. Yeah, and you can have it's a, a driver's license doesn't create U.S. citizenship, but you better be careful about you can't hand a driver's license to an officer and then tell him you're, you're traveling um, in an unregulated fashion. Because you just Correct. handed him, you just ID'd yourself as. Now, if you had that, if you had that driver's license in the glove compartment, and when you get pulled over, you simply ask the officer, "Do you have any evidence that I'm in a commercial activity for profit?" He says, "No, you, you just won your case. Yeah. You don't need anything else. It doesn't make if, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make if you're on government land or not on government land." Okay, go, go ahead. Yeah, well, they always like to say, you know, they own the streets, they own the roads, they own, they own, own they only own what they own, you know. Yes. In Texas, no, 1.9% yeah, of Texas. Yeah, let me, let me, uh, let me elaborate on that. Nobody lives in the state of Texas. We just live on Texas. You can't live outside your body or you'd be dead, right? No, you can, you can live in the state of Texas because state of Texas is federally owned land within the boundaries of Texas. Yeah. So uh, now I just I just completed a administrative process today where I'm sending it to the governor and he's required to tell me if a specific road is of the state of Nebraska, which is the same as of the United States. Yeah. They wouldn't they wouldn't do that in my court proceeding. They they did everything they they, they could to ignore that question. And so I'm, I'm bringing it back in, in an administrative process. I have the case law that says a U.S. administrator has to answer that question. And if it's not answered, uh, the uh, answer is to be deemed in my favor. So I'm, I'm going to nail him on this. Uh, I did a, I did a uh, title search on the land. It's not owned by the state. Uh, and that matter of fact, um, if it's not owned by the state, they can't apply their written law at that location. It would have to be they'd have to come after me in the common law fashion. Now I did I did find land in Nebraska that's owned by the state of Nebraska. And guess what? That's not government land. Because the only way land can be government is it has to be styled exactly 
as the union requires, the Articles of Confederation says the style of this confederacy shall be the United States of America. And if you find truly federally owned land, it will always be written as the United States of America. Every time. Have you ever, have you ever tried to nail them on uh, uh, to get them to produce the purchased the the receipt where they purchased that land? Yes, yes, and this is exactly what this uh, document does you know in, front mean? Of the, in front of the governor. It, he he has to uh, he has to produce evidence that the state owns that land. And yeah. if he doesn't, if he doesn't produce that evidence, the document says that it will be assumed and be used as evidence in any court in America um, that it is not land of the United States. So the burden, is, the burden of proof is completely shifted to him. That's good. I mean, yeah, got it going on. Yeah, one, one, you know, one I've more. I've been following a bunch of your stuff. From uh, Nebraska, there. I was wondering how you doing on your tax deal. Uh, which tax deal? Well, I mean, you was doing uh, some tax uh, stuff on property taxes there. Have you finished that up and completed that or not? I've, I've had many people walk away from trying to collect property taxes from me, but they're still yeah. making it a pain. Yeah. We think this. Yeah. We think this. We think this administrative process will be the key to that. Yeah. So it, it it acts as a res judicata on specific questions. So uh, I I wouldn't. I, I, I thought think I'd ask you about it and see see how, how you're coming on it and see if you finish yeah. that up or whatever. Yeah, it's it's a it's a battle. <laughs> I had my life. They threatened to kill me over it. So they're yeah. not giving it. They're not giving it up. So Angela, one more question and we might be done, huh? Hey, th- okay. Hey, thanks, yeah. Man. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Uh, last one is Alim. Go ahead, Alim, again. Hey, thanks again, Angela. You're welcome. Hello. I just be brief. First of all, I want to first of all I want to apologize to the gentleman because I don't. He's just, he's, the, the show is about what he's talking about, and I appreciate what he what he uh, giving us. I was listening earlier, but I, I guess I've had to say something when we went to the religious side of it, and but then both the law is important too. That's why I spoke about. Uh, the common law and asking the question, not to demean him or anything. I wanted to say that. I want to put that up front. Now, I'm not trying to demean him and question with his, with his knowledge, but I was just also trying to add something. But before I go right away, I want to ask the gentleman to pull up something that he had already did it, and the people on the call, something called Peso Flavian Dynasty. I'll say it again. Peso is one word, P-I-S-O, and Flavian, F-L-A-V-I-A-N, and dynasty is D Y N A S T Y. It's Peso Flavian Dynasty. It's going to help him. It's going to increase his knowledge, and it should make him a better man. He'll find out that before before Constantine did what he did with the uh, Nicene Creed, he'll find out that the Peso Flavian Dynasty had already. These were Romans, of course. They were already. No, no, you're you're violating Angela's rule here. I'm sorry. All okay. right, I'm sorry. So I had to ask you a question. So that's what I wanted to just say. And, 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 and no, I don't. I don't, th- I, I don't think you're going to ask me a question. I think you're using this yeah, as a platform to get certain things across. Now, 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 don't do that. 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.